and, and moving forward in the name of Jesus. Isn't that right? Just believing that he is able, you know, breaking off the things that don't belong, amen, and grabbing hold to the things that do. You know, I think about the scriptures here, you know, we want to apprehend that this thing that has apprehended us, amen. As long as God don't let me go, I'm going to keep on trying to hold on and hold on and get closer and get closer, amen, and rise higher in him, amen, because he's called us to himself for a reason, for a purpose, Amen. And he wants us to represent him. Even in days like these, in times like these, amen, when we see so much, so much stuff going on in the world around us, amen, he wants us to stand and be the light. He wants us to represent him in a way that, amen, nobody else can represent him that does not walk in his ways. Amen. To lift him up. So we're glad to be here this morning. Amen. We're excited, amen, about what God's doing. I'm looking forward to the word that's coming forth, amen. Because I know God's got something good in store. Amen. I had a little sneak peek at, you know, just a little bit of it, but it's going to unfold. So as we prepare our hearts and our minds, let's, let's stand on our feet, amen, as we get ready to receive, amen, Pastor Linda, amen, as she brings forth this message to us this morning. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. She's falling apart on us all. Amen. You got that, that video ready for us? Let's go ahead and play that. Then she's going to come right up after, after that. Amen. In these perilous times, we're praying for peace. We're looking for answers. But the answers will not be found on the Senate floor in the House of Representatives. It's only in the Most High God. What we need is a special word that will burn within our hearts and give us direction from above. We need a word from the Lord. I wish it would come. Will remove all doubt and cause the sun to shine and give peace of mind. Speak, Lord. Speak, speak, Lord. We Yes, there will. 
God, amen. We need a word. Not just from anybody. We need a word from the Lord. Lord, we just thank you this morning. We thank you for your word. For without your word, God, how can we live? How can we have victory? How can we know what to do? How can we stand, God, with out your word, God. So this morning, first of all, we just say thank you for the word, God. Thank you for the richness of the word, God. Father, we thank you that you keep on giving us word after word after word after word, God. Building us up, God. Building us up to be able to go through the storms of life. To be able to know how to navigate and walk out this life. And we are truly, truly grateful this morning. We're so grateful this morning for your word. Father, I ask right now, God, that you would tune our hearts and our ears. God, help us to be ready for your word, for your, the seed of your word today, God, to either be planted or watered. Oh, God, but that it would come forth and bring much fruit in our lives. God, thank you for another day. Thank you for the word that has me here this morning. Thank you for the word that has me standing this morning. Thank you for the word that's keeping me this morning. Thank you, God, for the word that keeps hope alive, God. Thank you for your word that is truth. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thank you, Lord. You can be seated this morning. You know, I was thinking, um, I'm so glad to be in the house of the Lord. And I'm not just here because I want to be here, because I truly want to be here, but I'm here because I need to be here. I want y'all to hear me that I'm here because I need to be here, not just because I want to be here. Oh God, how I love the house of the Lord. But I need to be here because the word of God lets us know that we flourish in the courts of our God. Come on. The, that's what the word of God it lets us know. We flourish. We, we flourish in the courts of our God. It lets us know the power of being among one another as a body of Christ. I need to be here this morning. How about you this morning? Nobody had to make me come because I know that I need to be in the house of the Lord. You know, we, we've heard a lot of, uh, of uh, things about um, how through, you know, corona or we've learned that it's not the building, right? But one thing God does not want us to forsake is the gathering of ourselves together. I need together with you. I need to hear your testimony. I need to be among you praising the Lord. I need to see those that have overcome. Come on, the overcomers. When I'm going through my season, I need to be among those that remind me that God is great. Come on. God is good because one thing about the enemy, he likes to get us all alone, amen, and he likes to speak lies. And he likes to come across, come against our hearts. But today I'm telling you, I need a word. I have a word. 
But that word is still, as we preach and people get up and they preach, the word is still doing something in the preacher. Do you understand? It's still, it's still edifying and lifting up the one that's preaching. And so I'm so thankful that you can't um, get water through the pipe, as the pastor says, through the holes without you getting wet. Amen? And I pray that this morning as God has been just keeping on wetting me as he's bringing this word through me, he has given me the strength I need, amen, in this season. I said in this season, amen, because sometimes we don't think we need a word because our season is good. And sometimes when the word is coming forth, we're not a lot about it and it's just, oh, another word. But you know what we need to realize is that we need the word and we need to take heed and we need to open our ears. You know, I was thinking about my pantry. And so uh, all of you may, I'm not going to take that generally, but most of us have a pantry with our canned goods in it, right? And so in the pantry are things that I buy that I need, right, to, to accompany my meal. You know, there's things in my pantry. And, and, and especially when it's time for wintertime, we want to fill that pantry up with, with, with canned goods. I mean, at least I do, okay? I like to have my vegetables and our, our whatever it is gonna, I'm going to need. I like my pantry to be full. And, and sometimes you can get way down low when it's time for you to make something. There's nothing in that. Um, it's not in the pantry. And sometimes it can be one of those times when, when there's been a, what do you call it, when all the lights go out and everything? A windstorm and the stores are closed and you can't go. And, and now you're left without because you didn't prepare to have that for a bad day. Amen? A day when you couldn't make it to the store. Now, maybe y'all not getting to me. Sometimes we need to be preparing the word for a day we can't not come to church. A day we cannot get into the word. A, a day when the season is crazy and, and, and everything is coming against you. Doubt, fear, panic. You need to be able to have something in your pantry. I need to be able to have something in my pantry that I'm able to pull out. We need a word, you guys. We need a word. And we don't just need a word from anything. A lot of times we're looking for word from everybody. But God has given us a word, and it's through Jesus Christ is the word. And the only way we're going to find out about that word is to get into his book. You guys, just don't open the book. <laughs> read the book. <laughs> and just don't read the book. Receive and embrace the truths in the book. And then start applying by doing. We must remember that Satan's greatest weapon is man's ignorance of God's word. That's his, we that's his weapon against all of us, is where we're ignorant in the word of God. He's not coming where you're strong. He's coming where you don't know, all right? And so you're going to have to, or where you've let up on, on uh, practicing it and, and getting it inside of you, that's where he's coming. Compromised truth are lies disguised as truth, okay? The enemy does that. He helps us to see the word of God and, and make want to make compromises in the truth but they're just lies that are disguised as truth and in this day and time you when you turn on tv and and just in the there's just so many lies so you say who do i believe have you ever said that what's going on 
You turn on and this one, that one, who should I trust, who shouldn't I trust, who's telling the truth. But you know, the believers, we shouldn't be in all that dither because our truth is God. And when we open up the word of God, we will know what is truth. And if we open up our heart to receive it, God will give us truth. We shouldn't be the ones that are all dismayed about what's going on and what's true and what's not true. And God is truth. That's what the believers know. And in days like this, the world needs to know that we trust in truth and we know who is truth. Jesus is truth. God's word is perfect. It's tried and it's true. And God's word doesn't merely contain the truth. It's not a book that just merely contains the truth. You know, some, we can open up some books and they can have a little bit of truth here. Cold and a lies there. You know what I'm saying? But his book is the truth, okay? And his word, it defines what truth is. If you want to know what truth is... We got to stop going to all these other things and we got to open up the word of God because the word of God defines what truth is. Many of believers, we're off because we're looking to somebody else to define truth. What is truth? God's word. God's word. Everybody say, God's word is truth. Okay, within the seed, we got to, within the seed, every time we come or go to the word of God, the sower, it says, he sows the seed. So right now, the sower is sowing the seed, okay? But we can sit here, and we could be sleepy and tired. We can be thinking about the roast in the oven. (laughs) Oh, I've been there. Been there many times. Oh, my God, did I leave the oven on? Oh. But can I tell you something that there's going to be certain seasons in your life that you ain't going to care if the oven's on you're not going to even care if the food's burning. Because what you really need is a word from God. You need a word to get you through because going home and eating that roast is not going to help you with what you're going through. You're not going to care about anything but getting the word of God. And I'm telling you this morning that we need to um, help our spirit to long for the word of God. It says, as the deer panteth for the water. So my soul longeth, my soul, my soul longeth after thee. As the deer panteth, we need to get hungry for the word of God. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Filled for what? Filled to debate? No. Filled to have a conversation between me and Pastor David? No. Filled to be able to go through the storms of life. Filled to be able to go through every circumstance in your life because you got a word for it. A word that's going to help you to stand. A word that's going to help you to read. Oh, God. Jessica, in her abide in the vine, a word that's going to help you to abide in the vine, to remain, to stay, to not give up a word. And so we have to value the seed of the word right now. Right now, either this is the first time you ever heard it and the seed of the word is going into you to your ground. Or it may be there's something that's been repeated. And sometimes what happens is when things are repeated, we kind of like, I already know that. I've already heard that. 
So we, we kind of don't tune in all the way because it's something I already know. I've heard this all my life. But within the seed, you guys, we can't be nonchalant about it. We have to value and treasure the seed of the word. Because remember this, that in the seed of the word is the ability to push through the dirt of life, the storms of life, and to bring life in every situation. The ability and the power is in the seed of this word to be able to push through the dirt of life. Oh, come on. We're going to go through some dirt of life. Dirt's going to get piled on. We're going to go through some dirt of life. But the ability is in that seed to be able to push through the dirt of life, to push through all that stuff that's being piled on us, and yet keep pushing until we see the sun. Come on. Oh, come on. It's been a pushing week for me. Amen. In the name of the Lord, it's been a pushing week. But thank God because of the word, because of the word, I don't care how much dirt keeps coming, I see the sun. I can see the sun. And when I see the sun, I see the light. And when I see the light, I get some fight in me to be able to go on and do what the word of God tells me to do. In Hebrews 4 and 12, it says this, for the word of God, listen to this. I'm talking about the ability and the power of the seed that, of the word of God. For the word of God is alive. It's alive. It's an alive word. It's, it's not some dead word that's just on some page. But it's alive. It breathes. It moves. It creates. It energizes. And it is powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword. Cutting between soul and spirit. Between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Talking about the word. In the Message Bible, it says God means what he says. Oh, my goodness. God means what he says. There's a lot of word out there that doesn't mean what it says. There's things that's undermining. There's things that's, that's self-motivated. But God is all about saving his people. And he says God means what he says. What he says goes. His powerful word is sharp as a surgeon's scalpel, cutting through everything, whether doubt or defense, laying us open to listen and to obey. Listen, listen, this God's word is going into you right now. It's sharper. You know, it, it's even sharper than our flesh sometimes. Because sometimes our flesh will be, ah, but we don't know why we're, ah. the word of God is more powerful than your, ah. and it's going in and it's sharp and it's cutting and it's moving and it's, and, and, and it's finding you out. Yes. Uh, the word's going to find you out. Amen. If you're up under the word, the word is going to find you out. Amen. And it's a surgeon that, that knows how to go in. And he knows how in this whole room, a master surgeon that goes into there and to there. And he knows what each person needs. Master surgeon knows how to cut and knows how to heal all at the same time. Oh, God, that's something about the word. We, we sometimes, our words, you know what we do, we kill. And we don't know how to put back together. And come on. But God's word is so powerful. It can cut and it can heal all at the same time. Amen. Aren't you glad about that? Amen. 
You know, we don't need just a comfortable word. A lot of, a lot of times, we, you know, and I believe that the truth that God is bringing, bringing this year is coming slamming, y'all. And it's coming in our face because God is coming back and he don't have time to play with us and we don't have time to play with him. It's time for us to realize that, I don't know about you, I want to be ready when the Lord comes. I, w- I, I want to be ready. I want to, to be able to stand in, 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 in the seasons. And, and I, I, I agree, I agree with the word of God. I'm, I'm not still pondering on it, wondering if it's true. I agree with the word of God, but the agreement has to go all the way to me not just hearing but receiving but applying many of us know how to hear we hear but we don't realize that the wholeness of hearing is that when it's applied in my life it's not just what went in my ears it's what has transcended to my heart now to my feet my life walks it out that's the wholeness of hearing you're just partially hearing when, when you hear something and it sounds good, but it hasn't yet got out of your mind in theory and got to your heart in truth. We need to get it to our hearts in truth. We need to not just come for a comfortable word. You guys are, 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 are a word that agrees with what I've chosen to do. Sometimes I say a comfortable word. But we need word that is convicting. In, in place of just comfortable, we need a word that convicts us, that tells you, this is wrong. This is not right. We need a word that challenges us, that, that, that challenges us our thinking and challenges our walking and challenges our actions and says, you, you, uh-uh, you need to do something about this. Challenges us to move from that place that has us bound to the place of freedom. We need a word that brings about change, brings about change. We need a word that when we come in, change me, oh God, change me, oh God, wherever it is, shine your light on that place that isn't about you, that isn't for you, that is not in your word, God, change me, oh God. When we come in, we should be coming into the house of the Lord. God, I need to be challenged, God. God, I need to be changed. Give me a word, God, so that I don't be staying in a place that I'll stand ornery and nasty and mean. And I give me a word, God, that can break through, that gives me breakthrough in those places that is holding me, God. Give me a word, oh God. Because his word is powerful, you guys. His word is powerful. I loved how um, when Minister Jessica was talking about one of those, <clears throat> the scriptures that Paul says, you know, um, that thing that I would do, I find that I can't. Evil is always before me. I want to do right. But then he said, his, the power of it is, he said, who shall, oh, wretched man that I am, wretched man that I am, this flesh, it will take me to hell. But he said, oh, wretched, he acknowledged, he said, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of sin? And the word that he wanted us to embrace was it said, Christ, it is Christ who will deliver us. It is Christ who will deliver us. And that's the word that we have to speak over our life. It is you that is delivering us. Day by day, 
he is delivering us. Sometimes the enemy, <clears throat> I loved her transparency. Sometimes the enemy doesn't make us feel like we are being, we're delivered, okay? Jessica, but we're being, we're being delivered day by day. to say that over our life. My attitude may not be done, but I'm not what I used to be. I'm not what I used to be. Say, praise God, I'm not what, he's working, he's working, he's working. And what do we say? When I don't see it, he's working. When I don't feel it, He's working because he never stops. He never stops. And that's what we got to get in our mind because the enemy whispers lies. And if we're not careful, the enemy will have us stuck in a place that God's bought us miles from. Because the word of God says he delights in every small step. He delights, give me a word, God. I need a word, God, when the enemy is trying to tell me what I'm not. I need a word, God, when the enemy's trying to point out my faults and make me feel like I'm not saved. I need a word, God. God said, I delight in you. I delight in anybody can see you the same. But most people don't even know where you've been. They don't know how far you've come. But God does God does. And he knows the heart that yearns to be what he has called us to be. God's word. You know what I want over my life is the let it be. Let there be. Endorsement of God's word. That power, that power. Let and do you know that every time we read the word of God and every time we water that seed that is within it, it's saying, let there be. Let there be strength. Come on. Let there be strength. Let there be light. Let there be overcoming. Let, every time we read the word of God, it's saying, let there be. And we... Sometimes we get really anxious about it. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Can you imagine that seed that's in the ground? It's like, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Not realizing that it, there's so many things that God is, is, is doing in us as he's growing us. That seed just doesn't pop up out the ground. But there's so much wrong thinking. There's so much things that we've learned and learned to walk in and learned to think is right. That God has had to go down there and keep bringing up the word, bringing up the word, bringing up the word. So that... We're pushing up, pushing up, we're 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 pushing up until there we are. But it takes time for the word to do what all is needed to be who God has called us to be. It takes time and time is in his hands and what did he promise? He makes all things beautiful pop of a finger no he said he makes all things beautiful in his time we need a word y'all because the enemy the enemy wants to defeat us he wants to make us feel like we have no strength 
that we haven't made. How, how frustrating that is when you feel like you know, God, I want to be, and, and, but I don't, see, I don't see anything. How frustrating is, how frustrating over our marriages is sometimes we're just stuck in a place. I don't see anything. I don't see anything. I don't see anything. I don't see anything. I don't see. That's the plant. That's the seed under the ground. You put it in and you don't see anything. You don't see anything. You don't, you keep watering. You still don't, but you don't give up on the plant. God said, don't you dare give up on yourself. Just keep getting water. That's why I'm glad to be here. I need to be water. Hebrews 4 and 12 says, For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power. Full of power, you guys. It's making it active and operative, energizing and effective. If we would go to the word of God like this, like it's not just words coming off of my mouth or words coming off a page, but if we would go to the word of God and go, man, it's alive. It's, it's, it's active. It's doing something in me. I may not see it. I may not feel it, but it's doing something in me. One of the young, I don't think he's here this morning. Is Corey here? Because I sure, one of the questions, oh, there you are, Corey. Corey, about wanting to, to, to know the word and to get into the word and, 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 and know what it's talking about and sometimes not understanding it. Corey, we've all felt that. And one of the things is, is keep reading it. Keep going into it. Keep saying it out loud because this is what you got to believe. It's not about how much you understand when you first go. It's that it is alive. It's active. It energizes you. Every time you go, it's alive. It's not no dead word. It's doing something in you. It, you may not even see it, but it's doing something in you because it says it's alive. It's an alive word. It's life and it's energizing and it's effective. Corey, every time you read it, it's effective. Don't you think for one minute. Every time some people say, I've just been reading that over that um, chapter and I don't get nothing out of it. Your flesh is not getting nothing out of it. But your spirit, man, it understands. Your spirit, man, it understands God. It knows God. It yearns for God. And when you start feeding your spirit, man, just start feeding. You know, we don't see sometimes what we're getting out of greens. Come on. But we eat them. Right? We don't see the, the nutrients in, in certain foods that we're eating, but we eat them. And God says, until all of a sudden you start hearing about things like, oh, this benefits in this way. This has vitamin C. This has, you know, and then you're like, whoa, okay, I've been eating that for a while. But you did not know the benefits. But you kept on eating. For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, okay? And it penetrates. Effective. I like that word, effective. The word of God is effective, you guys. Sitting here under the word of God, don't you dare think that, oh, this is another Sunday. This is just another time. Just hurry up and get this word over. No, it's effective. And you've got to allow yourself to believe it's effective and it is producing God's desired results. That's how powerful the word is. It's producing God's desired results. We cannot 
and this is a point, important point that uh, the Holy Spirit showed me. We cannot just be impressed with the word of God without real expectation that we can walk it out and receive the promises in the details of our lives. Many times, and I want y'all to get this, many times we are truly impressed by the wonder of the word. You know, like, sometimes we're just impressed by it, but not changed by it. We're, the wonder of the word is, is like, Lord, you said all things are possible. The wonder of that, because we see so many things that seem like it's impossible. But here the word of God comes and says, all things are possible. And we can, we can be impressed by the wonder of that. You know, um, I will keep your heart in perfect peace. Oh, man, with the chaos that's going on in this world, the wonder of that, just, just kind of like a, there's just so much stuff going on. God, the wonder of it, it sounds beautiful. It sounds like wonderful place. And we can be impressed by it and yet not receive it. Be of good cheer, God tells us, in a time where a lot of people have no cheer. Death is all around. People losing jobs. Come on, there's health issues. There's financial issues. There's issues. There's depression. There's oppression. And he said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Oh, man, the wonder of that sounds good. It sounds almost like, you know, I love Marvel or Superman or any of those. It sounds like that kind of, woo, Jesus. Yes, the wonder of it, it sounds so good to us. A savior, a hero sounds good to us. But you guys, until we embrace it and receive it as he has said it, we will never know it beyond wonder. We will never know it in the power that is called to be. He says, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. We're just like the wonder of that. Don't let it be afraid when I see all these things happening. Don't be, let it be afraid when I get more bad news about my mom. Don't let it be afraid. The wonder of that. I mean, that, that sounds fantastic. But if we can just get past the sound to the believing of it, to the receiving of it, to the walking in it, we will see the power of it. God says this. I'm able. <laughs> I love this one because it reminds me of of um, our word about abiding. I'm able to bring to pass and to finish what I started in you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm a mess. God, sometimes I'm a wreck, God. Sometimes what you told me to do, I'm not doing it, God. Sometimes how you told me to think, I'm not thinking that way. But here you said, you said, 
I am able to finish and to perform in you what I started in you. And you know what? You know what happens though? Is because if we don't grab the word like it says, what do we do? We go, he said, he didn't say, Linda, you're able to finish. He didn't say that. He didn't say, Linda, you're able to finish what I started in you and perform what. He said, I, God, the creator who made you and knows all about you, I'm able to finish. I'm able to finish what I started in you. And so when the enemy's trying to tell me like you're a mess, you're a wreck, you can't do nothing right, God is able to finish. God, not me. Yes, I'm a mess, but God is almighty. God is all-knowing. God is able (laughs) to finish what he started in me. That's, That's about not just hearing the word, you guys. Not just hearing truth and being wonder at the truth, but it's receiving the truth in our very heart. You know, I think about the woman at the well, <clears throat> and she kind of does what we kind of do. She, Jesus tells her, if you drink from the water I give, <laughs> you will never thirst again. Come on, that, that's a wonder. What, what, never, what? Never thirst again? I come down to this well every day with my bucket. And you're saying, never thirst again. And then she asks the question that we sometimes do. And she says, you don't even have a bucket. Where's your bucket? You're telling me I'll never thirst again, but you don't even have nothing to draw water with. She didn't even realize he was the water, but she said, you don't have nothing to draw. There was a wonder in her spirit. Like, she... Many times we're, we're in, and, and, and understand this, wonderment is not a bad thing unless you stay in wonder and never get into faith. Okay, we can be in awe of God. Mary, when they told Mary, you're going to have this baby and um, you're going to conceive him of the Holy Ghost. What did she, first her wonder was like, how can this be so when I don't know a man? But but she didn't stay there. She didn't stay in wonder. She went to let it be so unto me. We've got to get to let it be so what the word of God says. Yes, I wonder. Yes, how are you going to do that? But not to a place that is going to turn me away from receiving what he's doing for me in truth. He tells us I love you with <clears throat> an everlasting love. But when sorrow, pain, lack hit us, we experience misgivings about his word. Lord, you said you never leave me nor forsake me, but I feel kind of alone. There's different seasons that the enemy comes to attack the truth by where we are naturally positioned. That's why we got to stay spiritually positioned. Do you guys hear me? That's why God is a spirit. God is a spirit and they don't worship him. We must worship him in spirit. Spirit and truth. And that's why we got to die daily to get ourselves 
out of this fleshly position with the word of God so that we can be in a spirit position so that when the enemy comes with his lies, tries to make us doubt our God, we are in the position of the spirit. We try to figure out what God can do. Next level is believing that he is God. <laughs> and he's the maker of heaven and earth. He's our creator. And accepting that he can do it because he's God. He's God. I don't know how I got here. You know, we keep trying to figure stuff out when we can't even figure out just how I was knitted in my mother's womb. Right? <laughs> just the simple stuff that 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 still is, is baffling just I mean we got to just start how did I get here you know what I'm saying how was I knitted how do I look like my mom how do I look like my dad how how, how you know how does this heart beat how do, there's just so much how to that we got to come to a place because he's God He's God. We can spend our whole life saying how, 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 and waiting and waiting and waiting till we get that answer instead of he's God. He's God. He is God. Within the word is the power and the ability for us to push, to be, and to do everything that God has called us to do. In 1 Corinthians 4.20, come on, let's remind ourselves what minister, yes, abide in the vine. Unless we abide in the vine, unless we get strength from the vine, nourishment for the, from the vine, unless we abide, we're going to be lost, we're going to be defeated, but we got to abide in the vine. Vine brings nourishment, which is the word of God. First Corinthians 4 and 20 says, For the kingdom of God consists of and is based on not talk, but power, moral power, and excellence of soul. The message Bible says, God's way is not a matter of mere talk. It's an empowered life. It's an empowered life. I could quote scriptures all day long. But if my walk is defeated with no power, it means I have a form of godliness. But I'm denying the power of God in my walk. Now let me, say, let me, let, let me get you guys so that you don't get, because this happened to me. Power of God is not about, okay, let's say, um, because we can mess up if we're not right, about an outer show of strength. This week, you know, and my daughter, she brought it back up to me again today, and with Mother Allen, I've had these times of, <clears throat> of just wanting to Look the pastor part, the strong part. The... And I was sitting on a couch and, and I was like, Lord, help me. You know I want to be strong, you know. And I just got another phone call about my mom and, and saying less time. And, 
And I was like, Father, I know that you've prepared me. I know that, you know, we've talked about death. And, but this hurts so bad. And I've had people to say how I look. And you're, you look like you're going through, you, look, you know. And so I want to fix it up. I want to fix it up. Now, people that, you know, it, it don't even have to be about what I'm going through. You know, we can act like our marriage is okay. We want to fix things up. You know, we want, we want to act like things is all right, you know. But God, I said, I need a word. I just said, I need a word. And he took me back and he said, Jesus wept. Not just one time. Jesus wept over a whole city. And he said, and my tears were like your tears. <laughs> and I did it because when Lazarus died, he said, I knew what I was going to do. <laughs> I knew I was going to raise Lazarus from the dead. But yet I cried. He said, why did I cry? Because I know that if I did not cry, come on. He, that's, you would have thought, that's how you're supposed to respond in pain. But he said, I gave you tears for a reason. Not tears just to get your way. You know how we can throw those tears out to get your way? But I gave you tears as an emotion to release what would bound you up, that would make you sick, that would hold you in a place. I gave you a release. He said, release. He said, release. God, I needed a word right then, y'all. And in that word, I could release. And, and it keeps happening and it keeps reminding me. That's your word. You guys, make sure you know what that word means. Because if not, we will bind people up. Jesus said, I showed you everything. I showed you when I was on the cross. I, I showed you when I was in the garden. I showed you when I said, you know, Father, let this cup pass. But nevertheless, I showed you human emotions. Because he gave us those emotions. But it's not for the emotions to take us over and drown us. I'm so glad that. God is safe. That when we're, when we're free before God to let our emotions, God is safe. The enemy wants to take your emotions and mess you up. The enemy wants you to drown in them. The enemy wants to keep you there. The, I, I remember one time when I, I, we were going through a whole lot <clears throat> and my emotions got so out of place that if if my husband hadn't bought me back, I'd probably still be gone. I remember screaming and screaming and screaming and screaming and screaming. I couldn't stop screaming. And it was like something on the inside was like, 
stop screaming. I just knew once I let this scream go, scream go. And it was not a scream unto God. It was a scream of hopelessness. It was a scream of despair. It was a scream of, I wasn't giving it to God. I was absorbing it. And it was a scream and a scream and a scream and a scream. And I remember laying there and laying there. And I remember my husband praying and praying and praying and praying. And then he seemed so far away because the scream and the pain was so big in my life right then that I could not hear. But my husband just began to say, Linda, say Jesus. Linda, say Jesus. Linda, say Jesus. My, my, my mouth could, could hardly form it. But I remember all of a sudden in my head, see, sometimes your lips can't do what your heart and your thoughts can do. The enemy can't stop you from thinking Jesus, all right? He may try to stop your mouth, but he can't stop your thoughts. And I remember thinking about Jesus, 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 Jesus. And all of a sudden, I could feel the tornado that was going on in my spirit, in my mind, calm down. And the power, I needed a word, y'all. I needed a word. And the power of that word. Brought me from a place that they probably would have put me in a Satan asylum that day. But brought me from a place. Because I didn't need any old kind of words. My husband couldn't say, baby, I love you so much. Baby, can you just know that I love you? I needed a word from God. A word from God. I needed a word. And there's times that no earthly word is going to do what only God's word can do. In Psalms 33 and 4, it says, For the word of the Lord holds true, and we can trust everything he does. In Proverbs 30 and 5, it says, Every word of God proves true. Every, I want y'all to get this, every, not some, every word of God, everything he says proves true. He is a shield to all who come to him for protection. The message Bible says, then you will experience for yourself the truth and the truth will free you. You guys, we got to get in the word to experience the word. Try Jesus. Try him like you try other stuff. You know, sometimes we try stuff that it didn't even work and we'll try it again. Try Jesus with that tenacity that I'm going to try you, Lord. I'm going to try your word. I'm going to walk out on this word. And God says, once you get that experience of the truth that God is who he says he is and does what he says he will do, then you begin to build your faith. God doesn't want us to be emotionally led people, you guys. I said emotionally led. Understand this. Emotions come from the Lord. But he doesn't want us to be emotionally led. Okay? In first, Second Timothy 3 through 5, it says this. <clears throat> For although they hold a form of piety, they deny and reject and are strangers to the power of it. Their conduct belies the genuineness of their profession. Avoid all such people. Turn away from them. In NLT, it says they will act religious. I don't want to just act religious, y'all. But they will reject the power that could make them godly. They will reject the power that can make them godly, which is God's word. 
In Romans 10, 14 through 15, it says this. But how, and I want y'all to get this, but how are people to call upon him whom they have not believed, in whom they have no faith, or on whom they have no reliance? And how are they to believe in him, adhere to, trust in, and rely upon him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without a preacher? And how can man be expected to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring glad tidings. How welcome is the coming of those who preach the good news of his good things. The Message Bible says it like this. But how can people call for help if they don't know who to trust? And how can they know who to trust if they haven't heard of the one who can be trusted? And how can they hear if nobody tells them? And how is anyone going to tell them unless someone is sent to do it? Unless someone is sent to do it. Now I want y'all to get, sometimes y'all thinking just about the preacher in the pulpit. But preaching is also proclaiming. And it says, how can they do this unless they've been sent? Have we not been sent? What was our, our, our theme last year? Go. How can people know, ask for help if they don't know where to get the help? We, 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 God's people, God's believers, we are supposed to be confident in God to the point that people can, we can tell them, go to God. That we are telling them the good news. That we are telling them God is who you trust in. But we can't tell them that if we allow that enemy to steal our trust in God. The world at large will stay in darkness if we don't let the light infuse us that God is truth. His way is truth. His word is truth. And that we go and tell them. We need a word. <laughs> We need a word to be able to give a word. Do you understand that? We need a word to be able to go give a word. And that's why it's so important that God has called us to go. That it's so important that we don't take any time at all when we're under the word of God. Whether I'm reading the word of God, whether I'm hearing the word of God, whether I'm in church, whether a word of God is. Sometimes, oh man, sometimes on our posts, uh, people have gone, because God told me this year that this year will be a year that, like a mother bird, okay, like a mother, we will bring you food, yes we will, but we will also go and get food to bring you. All right. And so as I've been looking, I've been seeing that different ones have found different words. It's been just mighty and powerful, you guys. And sometimes we just, I ain't going to read that. <laughs> That's, I ain't going to read that. I ain't got time for that. You guys, you better make time. Something's coming. That's that word that God privileged someone to put on someone's heart to share with the body. It's because he knows what's coming. I said, he knows what's coming. And we're going to have to believe it. We're going to have to open our ears. In Revelations 3 and 13, it says, he who can hear, I want he who can hear, <laughs> he who can hear, 
If you can't hear, there's something wrong with your ears. You're deaf. There's a malfunction. Something that you need to ask God for. But God said he, he made you to hear. Okay? He said, he who can hear, let him listen to and heed what the Spirit says to the assemblies, churches. In Revelation, God talked to the different churches and told them where they were wrong or where they had gotten off. And he's still talking to us today. Amen? You've lost your first love, he told one of them. Hear what the Spirit is saying, you guys. Don't guess it all. Hear, because God wants to get us back into alignment to be the light of the world, to be the power of God resonating through our lives that touches the word, word, world. More than merely listening to words spoken, God wants us to listen to the heart of God. The Holy Spirit helps and reveals the heart of God. And Listening produces faith. Remember that. Listening produces faith. Because in Romans 10 and 17 it says, so faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by what? Hearing. Faith comes by what? Hearing. What is told and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message that comes from the lips of Christ, the Messiah himself. So faith comes from hearing. That is hearing the good news about Christ. We need to be living by faith and not our emotions, y'all. Have you ever made a decision and felt it was right at the moment or said something because it felt right because your emotions were sweeping you away and despite sound judgment, you did it anyway and it came out wrong? Don't believe everything you feel. Feelings are not facts. We got to manage our emotions through the word of God. Because if not, we'll get runaway emotions. There are these negative emotions like worry, anger, fear. That they will sweep us away. Bitterness. They will sweep us away. In Philippians 4, 6 through 7, it says, do not fret. Do not fret. Do not fret. Or have any anxiety about anything. Can I tell you something? That there's sometimes I pull out, um, let me say, asparagus. But I don't eat asparagus all the time, okay? With every meal. Sometimes whatever's in my pantry. But there are times when that is what's needed. You see? But I would never have access to it if I never put it in my pantry. So that's why God says, hide the word in your heart so you might not sin against him. You won't sin against him, but you're going to sin if you don't have that word hidden in the pantry of your heart. And this word right here, been in my pantry and in this season. Thank God I can go to my pantry and pull this word out. Linda, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. But in every circumstance, See, there's a wonder about that. In, you mean this circumstance, God? There's a, in this one, they're saying my mom's going to die? In, in, this, in every circumstance, and in everything, by prayer and petition and definite request, with thanksgiving, God is showing us how to do it. Yes, you make a petition. Yes, you do that. Give him your definite request, but also come back and be thankful. And say, Lord, I'm thankful that you're in it. You're over it. You're the Lord of her life. She belongs to you first. 
Lord, I thank you for giving her to me. I thank you for the privilege of having her in my life. Continue to make your work once known to God. And as you do that, as I start doing that and I start, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for 87 years with my mom. As I begin to do that, something changes in my heart. Who am I, God, that, that you've been so graceful to me? Who am I that you've been so good? You're good, God, and I refuse to let the enemy say, you are good all the time. All the time, you are good. And as I do that, it says, the peace of God will be mine. That tranquil state of soul assured of its salvation through Christ. And so fearing nothing. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadows. Shadows everywhere. Shadows of death. I will fear no evil. Because sometimes the enemy tries to make it seem evil is attacking me. Evil is attacking my mom. I And make me afraid. Oh my God. But he said, I will fear no evil. Because you're with her. You're with me. You're with all my loved ones. You are with us. And you will help us. No matter what happens, you are going to help us. You're helping us now. You'll help us then. You'll help us win. Fear nothing from God and being content with his earthly lot of whatever sort it is. That peace which transcends. And somebody says, you're talking like you know that she's going to die. I do know that she's going to die. I'm going to die. And you're going to die. I do know that because the word of God lets me know. But he says, don't sorrow like we don't have any hope. That's what he told me. And I've got to grab that word of God that I might go before my mom. Did y'all hear what I said? I might go before my mom, but, but the truth is, is that I believe that I don't have to be afraid. The truth is, is knowing that I'm going to be with my Lord. (laughs) The truth is, is no matter how many shadows are looming around to make me afraid, I can stand in truth that God is with me. And he will lead me beside still waters. And it says, I'm going to be content with this earthly lot of whatever sort it is, whatever lot is in our life. That peace that transcends all understanding shall garrison Garrison and mount. I mean, garrison, hold me up. It will mount me up. That garrison will hold me steady. The peace of God in every season. We need a word. As you guys stand. We need a word. Speak, Lord, speak. I don't want a word from anybody. I don't want a word from any other book. I need a word from the Lord. If it's not 
God's word. Now, remember, there's a lot of books out here that are inspired by God. They're speaking from the word of God. But I don't need any other man-made wisdom. I need a word that will deliver me. I need a word that will sustain me. I need a word that will hold me. I need a word that will give me hope. I need a word that will stabilize me. I need a word like the one that he gave Peter in the middle of the boat tossing back and forth and everybody wondering, carest thou not that we perish? How can you lie asleep? They thought he was asleep. But can I tell you that in this middle of this storm, I know God's not asleep. I know he's not asleep because the word of God said he never sleeps nor slumbers. And I know that because he's on board, because he's on board, he was on board that boat. And what Jesus wanted him to say, when I'm on board, you don't have nothing to worry about. The winds and the waves, they may toss, there be all kinds of things come. But because I'm on board, I got a word for you. I got a word for you to speak to the storm. Peace. Oh, enemy, you try and you try and you try and you try, but peace. Peace. And the winds and the waves, they obey the word of God. They obey the trusted, received, believed word of God. You guys, we got to get to faith now. The trusted and believed received word of God. Because you know what? You know how you trust the word and know that you believe it? You'll walk it out. You won't just, it's not just mere talk. It's not just peace be still. See, this is how we do sometimes. We look at the storm and we go, peace be still. Please, peace be still. Peace be still. But this is how you know that your faith is strong. You look at the storm and you go, peace be still. You turn and you don't even look back at it. You don't even breathe any attention on it anymore. You say, peace be still, and you keep on walking and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the power of your word. I don't care if it's still blowing or thank you, Lord. Peace be still. And what Minister Jessica said it's not about the storm on the outside the hardest storm to allow peace to come into is the one on the inside today father we want to receive your word I need a word I need a word I need a word God that kills this flesh tendency to rise up above those things that you are teaching me. Father, let me have an intimate relationship so that I will know not just of your word, but I will know it intimately, God, by experience. This week in, in application, I need you to ask yourself, how often are you reading God's word? How often are you 
finding yourself even hungry for the word of God. You got to settle your life in his truth. You got to settle your life in the fact that God is true. Because you don't want on judgment day or when you stand before the Lord. The scripture in Psalm says, thy word is settled forever. Thy word, O Lord, is settled forever. The angels are up, up in heaven asking God, well, how did that, but it's settled. It's, we've got to settle the word and be fully persuaded in our, sometimes, sometimes we're like that, the man that says, I'm almost persuaded. We got to get rid of the almost. And we've got to be fully persuaded for God's word to be fully effective. We don't want to find out on judgment day that everything God said was true just because on earth. <laughs> we couldn't settle it that it was truth, but we get to heaven and say, so it was true. I don't want to be in that. So it was true. I want to be, it was truth. Just like you said it, God. I'm so glad. So glad to see your face in peace. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for truth. Thank you for truth, God.